Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up, to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. I've been ministering on the anointing, uh, and uh, this is my third message. I preached at 8 o'clock about understanding the anointing on Sunday morning. Now I'm going to share with you a sequel to that, but it's understanding the breaker's anointing. And it says it right here in Micah chapter 2 and verse 13. The one who breaks open, the one who breaks open or, or releases the captives will come up before them. Speaking of God himself, they will break out. So because of the one who breaks open, we have an anointing that helps us to break out. And if you're, if you're locked up right now, whatever it is, there is an anointing to help you to break out. Because he breaks open, we can break out. So Father, send the break open anointing that we can experience the breakers the breakout anointing. And that's really what the breakout anointing is, the breaker's anointing. The breaker's anointing is the breakout of an uh, anointing. So think about yourself being confined in any way. Shackles on your feet, handcuffs on your wrist, or bound in a prison cell, or locked up in a circumstance or a relationship, or having more pressure on you than you can bear or issues that are plaguing your mind, worry that is coming against you, whatever the confinement is, I'm, I have an assignment on my life for your confinement. And I've come to announce that the breaker's anointing on this day, glory to God, is being released in your life. And because he breaks open, you and I can break out. Hey Amen. If I was in my preaching mood, I would yell that because, because. But how, you, how many of you know in this season, it's not about power nor by might. It is by the spirit of God. Amen. I don't really have to preach that. There's somebody, they needed that. I need the break out anointing. So I, I need the break open anointing so I can break out of this circumstance. And the Lord of the breakthrough. The Lord of the Breakthrough, let me just give you a hint, his name is Jesus. The Lord of the Breakthrough uh, is with us to break through on behalf of his people. Let me say it again, he's with us to break through, to break through on behalf of every single one of his people. He will give his people victory over these things that hold them in bondage and God's people will pass through the opening, the gate of victory and go out by it, even by this anointing. So the breaker, uh, the breaker's anointing is upon the Lord and uh, he will break through on behalf of his people so we can break out and he will give each and every one of us the victory. I have victory in Jesus over the things that are holding us in bondage. And I think I shared with you some 
some par uh, parables or some some things that may relate to your bondage. It could be handcuffs or shackles or a relationship. But whatever it is, the bondage is going to be broken in the name of the Lord. And I just speak it. I speak it prophetically. I'm a prophetic preacher in the sense of preaching and teaching from the word of God prophetically. I'm not a, a, a $1,000 line preacher. I'm not a $250 line preacher. And if you get that, then the gift really works. I'm one of those kind of preachers that's going to give it to you if there's a few. I'm going to give it to you if there's a thousand. I'm going to be the same. I thank God for the preaching character that he's resting on the hearts of men and women today that aren't looking at the crowds. And then they got a real good message. Sometimes God wants us to bring big packages to small crowds. And today I'm bringing my big spiritual package and laying it on you. Glory to God. You may be home alone. You may be in your house alone. You may be in the sanctuary. Nobody knows about what's going on in your mind. But God told me to tell you he's going to break open so you can break out. Thank you, Jesus. And I want you to know that we're breaking the bondages. This anointing is here to break the bondages, the bondages of sin, the bondages of the uh, fruit or the manifestation of what sin brings, the thorn and the thistle in your life. When sin occurs, you see thorns and briars and spurs growing up in the world today. The world was totally absent of thorns and thistles until Adam and Eve made a mistake. But when you get with Jesus, he put a thorn, a crown of thorns were put on his head. He took the curse to the cross. And, uh, and you need to know spiritually, God is even taking, a care, taking care of your thorn and your thistle through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And I just really thank God for that. I don't need to pay for my sins 50 times when Jesus paid for my sins. So the Lord of hosts will do battle for us. Behold his mighty hand. The Lord of hosts is going to bring about, uh, 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 bring us out of this confinement, out of Satan's imposed uh, lockdown on God's people. He imposes it. Satan grabs us, arrests us, and then imposes the lockdown. Sit down. Don't you go anywhere. Like some men like to handle women. Sit down. You don't go until I tell you. That's how the devil is. That's some women. You don't move till I tell you to move. What kind of relationship with that? The devil shouldn't be your partner when he got you on lockdown. Jesus, the Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And if you have freedom in you, if freedom, if the spirit is there, he's never going to lock you down. He won't make you do anything. Glory to God. He wants you to do it out of your free will. In Psalm 61 and 1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty, to proclaim it. Well, Bishop, it hadn't happened yet. I'm proclaiming liberty. There's power in the word of God. And I'm proclaiming liberty to you. And there's power in the proclaimed word of God. There was a multitude assigned to my vibration. And I'm speaking it and releasing it. There's power to release you from your bondage. You need to exercise the faith and allow the faith to soar. Glory, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And if you do, God will bless you real good. God will bless you real good. 
If you lift up your hands and say amen, God will bless you real good. <laughs> Woo! Proclaim the liberty. Open up the prisons so God can do it. This is what Jesus said. He used that in, in, I'm sorry, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He quoted out of this very passage in Isaiah chapter 61. For he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. That's what the anointing does. It heals the brokenhearted. It also, it also sets, the scripture says, to proclaim liberty to the captives. And I'm doing that now. And the opening of prisons, here's that breaker's anointing. He, oh, he breaks open so you can break out. The opening of the prison to those who are bound. Glory to God. And so if you're in any kind of crisis right now, bound by it, there is an anointing to break open so you can get out. I am the Lord of the breakthrough. That's what I heard the Lord saying today. I am the Lord of the breakthrough. So I say to you by the spirit of God. That God is the Lord. Of the breakthrough and he's going to cause you to break through even now. So the spirit of the Lord would say to you specifically that you have the potential and the possibility of coming to a great personal victory. I want to say it again. The Lord would say to you specifically that you have the potential and the possibility is right there in front of you of coming into or coming to a great, not corporate victory. This is a personal victory for you. Now, I'm, I'm proclaiming liberty to the captives. Here is my proclamation. I say to you by the spirit of God, specifically that God has giving you the potential and the possibility of coming to a great personal victory. Have I not spoken to you, saith the Lord, that I will either be a turning point for you or a vanishing point for you? I will either be a turning point for you. In other words, this moment that you're in is going to cause you to shift dramatically. Or it's a vanishing point. In other words, I'm going to cause some shackles to fall off. This anointing is either turning you into another direction or it's breaking the shackles, causing the shackle to vanish. Thank you, Lord. I need some shackles to vanish. I'm reminded of what God spoke to Moses about. He said, these enemies <laughs> that are pursuing you today, you will see them no more. And there's some enemies I don't want to see anymore. I know I have new ones on the horizon, but there's an anointing to handle that too. But I don't need former demons after me. I need, I need God to deliver me from my past. And there's some chains that I need broken. Can the church say amen? Some of you need a reference point for turning. You need a reference point for turning. And I say to you, is it not your faith, the reference point? Is it not the faith that you've been building over the years? Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you need to see something physical? 
Was it not your faith that got you started? Was it not your faith that cured you from your last struggle? Was it not your faith that brought you to this moment? Was it not your faith that caused you to step into that new dimension that you're experiencing? Then why not use your faith as a turning point to believe God to do what he said he would do right now? Is it not faith in God, Lord of the breakthrough? Yes, it is. My faith in God has afforded me some privileges. Glory to God. And one of them is every shackle. The possible potential for a victory is right at my door. A personal victory. The Lord would say to you, I am the author and the perfecter, even the finisher of your faith. Am I not the Lord, the God of glory? And I've come down to deliver you. For I've heard the cries of my people by reason of their taskmasters, their slave masters, their hard principalities and hard core powers that have strapped you down. And I've heard your cries and I've come down to deliver you. Glory to God. I am the God, the Lord would say, to deliver you to your next triumph, not your next defeat. And if you uh, are to achieve any personal victory, you must grab on to the, 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 the slave breaker, the power of the enemy destroyer. And his name is Jesus. Glory to God. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. This is what Jesus said. And I'm standing up right now in Luke chapter 4 and verse 8 as a representative of the king with the same anointing. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me for he has anointed me to teach on the breaker's anointing. Break out of that jail. Break out of that depression. Break out of not knowing who you are. Break out of uncertainty. Break out of rebellion. Break out of the things that are shackling you. Break out of marital problems. Break out of family problems. Break out of lack of faith, doubt, and unbelief. Break out of yesterday's past. Break out of dancing with yesterday's shadows. Glory to God. Let's stand in the moment. This is your moment so live in the now glory to God stand in that anointing that he's given to you I'm preaching and proclaiming it can't you let God cause your heart to rise up and meet me at the top of this word climb that mountain of despair as I come up on the other side with provision and let's meet at the peak glory to God and believe God for the miraculous the author and the finish of our faith speaks to you didactically today. Am I not the God that can achieve personal victories on your behalf? You've been through hard things before. Let me do it for you now. Have faith in God. Now we must turn and cut off defilement. Defilement of the past and and, and, and issues of the past are necessary. We must turn away from them so we can truly face our future. Face it. Face it. Face up. Glory to God. Facebook it. <laughs> Look at me. Face it. Glory to God. We need a face it uh, social media thing. Face your issues and turn away from it. 
Thank you, God. Just go ahead and face. Stop trying to hide stuff that you know is smelling, you know. Don't try to hide the garbage. Go ahead and take it out. In my neighborhood, they take it out twice a week. I'm so glad. I heard there's a new waste management company that's coming into this city, and they plan on doing it not once a week, twice a week. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And as it happens in the natural, don't, don't downplay the garbage man. Don't ground, downplay those that are dealing with waste management. Because if we didn't have it, we'll have disease spreading in our community. And those who won't go to the cross, even after you get saved, I guarantee you, you're breeding bacteria in your soul and viruses are taking over the heart, glory to God, that's inside of you. And you must purge regularly. And if we're going to deal with this anointing, this breaker's anointing, we must let go of the defilements of our past. Face it. Face it in my face. Turn it in my face. A lot of people like to say, you did it in my face? Yeah, we're going to turn this thing around up in your face because it's written all over your face. You don't have to say a word when you're depressed. I can see it in your face. You don't have to say a word when you're angry. I can see it all in your face. You don't have to say a word where God wants victory to be in your face and you don't have to say a word. You must turn and cut off the defilement of the past. Turn and cut it off. And God will begin to take you into another level of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. Kingdom is not buildings, per se. Kingdom is not even amassing great wealth. It's in the righteousness and the peace and the joy in the Holy Ghost. Because you can have all of that live in a palace and still be mean and still depressed. But God is turning it around. Can I get church say amen? I'm bringing you to, uh, Spirit of God was said, I'm bringing you to a living hope. A lively hope. I'm bringing you to live in such a place, the power of the resurrection is not normal to you, but you begin to expect him to resurrect things, even if it looks dead in the natural, because he's with it, God can restore it. Glory to God. That's why I always give things Time. I always try to do that. Sometimes I don't give it as much time I, I, as I should, but I asked God years ago for patience. I didn't know that patience comes through trial and tribulation. Tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope doesn't make us ashamed. So I was asking in ignorance for patience. He said, okay, you ask me, I'll give you a trial because if you're going to need patience, you have to go through a few things. But thank God I came through it and I give him Praise for that um, wonderful ripened fruit in my life called patience. And it's not hard for me to wait on the Lord. I've been right here waiting on the Lord. And he's renewing my strength. And he's mounting me up with wings like an eagle. And I'm running and I won't get weary. And I'm walking. And I won't faint. I'm walking it out. Walking it out. Walking it out. And you need to walk it out. Stop asking God for sensitive, instant stuff and start walking it out. This anointing needs to be with us all of our lives, not just here and now. But I want the breaker's anointing with me when I don't see my way tomorrow, next year, and the year after. Glory to God. You are a final and glorious, a final and glorious generation. Now, I want to say that because... Um, Finally, finally, God is bringing a generation that has all of the tools that mankind can have.
We have technology. Previous generations didn't have it. We have airplanes. Previous generations didn't have it. We have rockets. Previous generations didn't have it. We have Google Earth. Previous generations didn't have it. We have maps. That's on the internet. We can go to any place in the world and see it. We can communicate with any person on the face of the earth from any nation through technology. Other generations didn't have it. Why did God give us all of these tools? You know why? Because he wants them, us to use them for his glory. And this breaker's anointing, we're going to need this breaker's anointing being the generation, the final generation to have all of the tools that God has afforded us in the natural and we still lack power from the Holy Ghost. God wants you to add to everything we have the power of the Holy Spirit so you can transform lives. Thank you God. In 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 11 we see an anointing that I would like to extract some truths from a type of anointing that the, the protege picked up. We always talk about the father being anointed, but what about the protege? What about the one who's walked in the footsteps? What about the one that's been faithful? What is the one? What about the one that's always been there, always serving water, always making sure, always there to make sure that everything is needed, that the father, natural father, not the spiritual father, not the heavenly father, but the natural father in the earth is taking care of what God told me to tell you. There is an anointing for the protege. Glory to God. Not just for the principal, not just for the one that, that passes on the seed, not just for the one who's the father of the pedigree, but also for the protege. And I want you to take a look at 2 Kings chapter 2 and verse 11. And as they were walking along, as they were walking along, look at this, together. There's unity. As Elijah and Elisha are walking along Together, 2 Kings chapter 2, I want you all to see it, at verse 11 through 14. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chariot of fire and horses of fire appeared. And then it separated the two of them. And Elijah went up to heaven in a world wind. Elisha saw this and cried out, my father, my father, the chariots and the horsemen of Israel and saw him no more. Look at this. And Elisha saw him no more. Then he took hold of his own clothes and he tore them. Much anguish. Look at verse 13. He picked up the mantle or the cloak that had fallen from Elijah and went back and stood on the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the cloak, the cloak that his father had, and the cloak that he now holds in his own hand that had fallen from Elijah and struck the water with it. Where now... Where now, where now, he says, is the Lord, the God of Elijah. Look what happens. Then he struck the water. It divided to the right and to the left, and he crossed over. 
I want to share some things that I believe the Lord dropped on my spirit concerning this breaker's anointing. Because many of us, when we hear the word break, we always think about concrete. But there's water that's too deep for you to cross, and it's a barrier that hinders you from getting on the other side. So instead of saying these, the breaker's anointing breaks down barriers, let's talk about the breaker's anointing that divides your obstruction. The thing that's hindering you from getting to the next level. The thing that's hindering you from getting to the next side, the other side. The thing that always stops you from getting to that next dimension that you're trying to accomplish. The thing that's stopping you from getting into your next season for ministry purposes. That flow can be divided by this anointing. That obstruction must open up so you can walk through. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So in this season, expect an appearance of the supernatural power of God. Now, Elijah and Elisha were walking along, and the scripture is very clear. It says they were walking along together. They were in unity together. But suddenly, that means without expecting it, a chariot of fire and a horse of fire appeared. It didn't say it came from heaven, but it was already there. And all of a sudden, they were able to see what was already there in the natural it looks like it appeared right before them, moving toward them. As scripture says, it appeared and then separated them. Now, this is very painful. And a lot of times, people, when they experience separation, they don't know what to do with it. But let me just show you a few things. There's some things that are natural to the next season that you're going to. If you're going to get there, you have to be able to deal with the appearance of the supernatural. Know it's the supernatural because it's strange to see in the natural eye. But you got to deal with the appearance of the supernatural and you got to deal with the separation that it brings. Glory, hallelujah. There's a lot of people don't understand that when Jesus was baptized, the scripture says, uh, Mark gospel said chapter one, and he was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Ghost to be tempted of the devil. Anytime the dove lightens on your head, you need to know it's going to divide you from the people that you used to hang out with. But God has a way of not separating you totally. He's preparing you for the next season. Glory to God. But we are stuck with what we like and what's going on with us. This man, Elijah, to get this cloak, had to leave his father and his mother. He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen when Elijah walked and laid the mantle on him. He left those 12 yoke of oxen. He took the, the, the yoke that he was using to hold them together. He burned it. He then killed the, the calf and he took it to his family and ate his last meal and he followed the man of God and you got to be able to have a last supper with your past you got to be able to look at your past and eat and dine and say you know what Mwah! it's time to move on 
Glory to God. There are people that can't move into the next dimension because it's painful. You're going to go through some struggle when the chariot appears and it divides them. I want you to look at the scripture here. It's very clear. The scripture is there. They were walking along together. There's unity. Suddenly a chariot of fire, horses of fire appear and separated or divided them. A type of divorce. And the two of them are now standing apart from each other. Now I want you to think about that uh, because this is what this anointing requires. And some people are already freaking out. It didn't mean they didn't like each other. It didn't mean that they couldn't stand each other. It's necessary when you're about to pick up a mantle. It's a type of consecration. Glory to God. You want the anointing, but if you get this anointing, you can't hang out with everybody. If you get this anointing, you're going to experience some lonely days. If you get this anointing, my father, my father, where are you? Glory to God. Ooh, I wish I had somebody praying with me tonight. This is going to help many of you to get prepared for this next season that God has called you to. And Elijah went up. Look at this. It separated the two of them. And Elijah went up in the heaven. It snatched Elijah out. Which means he could not be seen with the naked eye. He went up in a whirlwind. That means the wind was blowing. Dust, a whirlwind. Dust is in the atmosphere. I can't see my way. I can't, I don't know what's going on. Can't even, if I open my eyes, it will be painful. He went up. And in the midst of this foggy whirlwind, Elisha see his mentor going up into the heavens. His response is very unusual. He cries out, my father, my father, which means he felt the separation. And with the appearance of the supernatural will come a separation of the mentors and the mentees. But not a destructive separation. This separation is not about destroying relationships. It's just necessary that you experience it. It's necessary that you experience it so your spine will grow. Glory to God. Was thinking about my mama before she was raptured up out of here. She was always taking care of her children's children. And the neighborhood's children. But when she was taken out, parents had to straighten their spine. Well, I can't depend on Agnes Clark anymore. And I don't really have anybody else that I can trust right now. So I guess I'll do it myself. And I'm preaching to somebody who's been leaning in, in that direction for a little too long. When God wants you to plant your feet now. About shoulder length apart. And stand there for. Yeah, with your loins girt about with truth. Uh, with your breastplate of righteousness. Uh, with your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Uh, with your helmet of salvation. Uh, with your shield of faith. And your sword of the spirit. 
Praying always, glory to God. In the spirit, glory to God. Making intercession for those that can't see their way. You won't know what it's like until you have a chariot that divides. It's not the devil. It's not the devil. Stop giving the devil TV time. God knew what he wanted to do in your life. And for you to really be trusted with this anointing, you got to be able to deal with loneliness. The Bible does say it's not good for a man to be alone, but God will allow a real leader or a person that's going to take the next dimension to experience a type of loneliness for a season. Nobody seems to be around that's relevant. Sand is in your eyes. Your mentor is not there anymore. And there is an obstruction before you. How are you going to cross it? And there he's left alone. Just like Jacob. When he divided his family, glory to God, he had a dream or a vision that his brother, actually it was a real account. His brother is on his way. Esau is on his way. And Jacob is afraid that Esau is going to kill him because he stole the birthright. He deceived his father and got the blessing. And the Bible says that Jacob divided his family and then he crossed the fort of Jabbok and there he was left alone. But guess what? What happens? Here comes that supernatural appearance. An angel of the Lord shut up and uh, 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 approached him. And this is what happened in your lonely state. We just want somebody to beat us, somebody heat. I just want what I felt, what I felt before. And God separated you because he wants to show up now. Because you can be leaning on people just a little bit too much. I'm preaching and better than you're saying amen. And there Jacob is wrestling with the supernatural. Glory to God. He's left alone and he says, I can't let you go until you bless me. Glory, hallelujah. And there's some things we are wrestling with. And we may be wrestling with it all night. But go ahead and deal with the separation. Deal with it because God is about to make a move in your life. The Bible says Elijah went up and Elisha laid hold on his own clothes and he tore them. Notice that simply means those clothes that he had before could not clothe him adequately any longer. And there is a ripping of what you used to wear and a tearing away of the tigre that you used to have and the associations with the past and all of the stuff that came along with it. When you step in, oh, you look so good, you look so good, you look so good, you look, all of that is not torn. And there's nothing relative with the man. No perspective that he can hold on to. He has to look for something new. Glory to God. You'll be surprised how so many believers are tied to what they wear. And with, as, with what you wear comes also associations. People who either emulate you or they can't stand you. And you got to get to a point in your life where you tear what you used to wear. Tear it up. Glory to God. So God can clothe you with a few different robes. Uh, he can clothe you with some new shoes. and uh, He can clothe you with a new jacket. Glory to God. And a new attitude, new product. 
It's hard to tear your own clothes. Usually girlfriends do it when they're mad at a man. I'm tired of him. He don't like me. I'm tearing up his clothes. I'm putting it out. It signifies I'm so mad with what happened. I'm tired of it. And if I tear it up, maybe he won't come back no more. Well, in the same fashion, when you allow the tearing to take place after the supernatural comes and listen to what I say, there's a type of separation. There should be a tearing of your old so you can get prepared for your new. Hallelujah. Are y'all still with me? The Bible says in verse 13, then he picked up the cloak. He picked up the mantle that was left. God will not allow everything that you went through to put you in a place where you have nothing left. He has reserved the mantle for, for the experience and the pain that you went through. And when you come through it right, deal with the appearance, deal with the separation. Make sure you tear away from that fabric that you used to be uh, tied to your association as well as your identity tied to it. You got to move on. And then what happens is you got to learn how to pick up the new mantle. Glory, hallelujah. And he picked up this new mantle. Look at the word. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah. It's precious to him. And anytime there's a separation, especially when God does it, you have not forfeited the mantle. Glory to God. I want you to sink that in. I want you to let that sink in. Anytime there's a separation that God ordains you have not have not disqualified yourself from the mantle that is in the heavens for you if you tear it yourself I'm not talking about your clothes if you tear a relationship and it's not God ordained then the mantle won't fall on you but if you have it in your heart I'm going to stay right here I'm going to follow you until you carry it up God honors that and the mantle that's in the heavens will be released to you. Notice he picks it up. Ain't nobody telling him he don't deserve it. Nobody's saying anything like that because he's left alone. And one of the reasons why God allows us to be left alone, because he knows if you heard all of the chatter, you'll quit. He picked up the cloak that had fallen from Elijah, went back and stood on the bank of his obstruction. Now I want you all to get this. Because I'm about to get through with this. But I need to share with you. There's barriers that this anointing is going to break. But they're not walls. It's a flow. It's a current. Even a current of information. A current of feelings. A train of occurrences. A sequence of events that God is about to divide so you can walk over free. Glory to God. 
I want you to see barriers as not just fortresses. I want you to see barriers as even streams. Currents. Glory, hallelujah. The mantle, the mantle, the mantle. Stop looking at the barrier before you focus on the mantle. Because the breaker's anointing is on the mantle. It's in the mantle. We're looking at the barrier, but mantle, the mantle, where is it? Where is it? Notice what Elisha does. He picks up the mantle that had fallen from Elijah. It looks like it fell to the ground. He picked it up because it fell down. And some of us are looking for our next deliverer or our next move from the atmosphere. And it may be right around in your proximity. It may be closer to you than you ever could realize. Glory to God. For ladies who've been hurt by men, you better open your eyes. The next man may be about six feet away. But you're so tired to your past. You're so tired to your tired to your past. You can't even see him. You're right there. Where's the cloak? Where's the mantle? God don't have it far from you. We always teach here that your next blessing is in the house. And everything this ministry needs is right here. It's not way over there somewhere. Somebody in here needs to pick it up. Someone right here needs to grab the burden and come under the authority. Somebody right here has got the resources. Somebody right here can do what God has called them to do. And if you don't have it, he wants to get the resources to you so you can do it in the kingdom. The mantle is right here. Pick it up. Face it. And pick it up. Face your past and your issue and stop putting your head in the sand like the proverbial ostrich. Hiding from the real deal. Face it and then you need to pick it up. Face your past. Pick up the mantle. The scripture says he picked up the mantle and he struck the waters. Which simply means he didn't play with it. If this is his mantle... If this is his mantle, he didn't lay it on the waters. He struck the waters, struck it. He struck it with force, glory to God, signifying that he believed something would happen. And some of us are too casual with the mantle that God wants to release in our life. If we act like we act now, we don't want to offend anybody. I don't want anybody to say, they're going to talk about you anyway. They talk about Jesus. They'll talk about everybody that's anointed. What you got to do is learn how to strike the water. In other words, I'm going to cause conflict not to come against anybody, but this flow. I got to divide the flow so I can cross over. These dreams, these reoccurring dreams, that's what I need to divide. These sequences, these days, this train of events that has me in depression, that's what I need to hit. Not people. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers, against spiritual wickedness. Divide it. Strike it with the mantle. He divides the barriers. Listen to me. The anointing, this anointing will divide the powers that be. 
It will divide the power and the flow of your barrier, the sequence that's in your barrier, the reoccurring event that's programmed in your barrier. God will help you to divide it. This anointing is going to do so. And I just prophesy for a moment that there's an anointing that God is releasing upon the body even now. Those of you that are under the sound of my voice right now, that's going to break through your obstructions. Your barriers to the next dimension. You're standing on the bank of your barrier, but God told me to tell you that this anointing is going to break through. The barrier will open up so you can cross over. Glory to God. What you need to do is get this word in you and ask him for the breaker's anointing out of Micah chapter 2. Glory, hallelujah. Jesus was anointed. I want to be anointed. And you should say the same thing. I want to be anointed. Then you need to change. God anoint me. So I want to be anointed. Then I ask for the anointing. Then my language changed. I am anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Luke 4 and 18, for he has anointed me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to break through or sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance, to pardon the captives and the recovery of sight to those who are blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And then in Acts 10 and 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power and he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him and if Jesus is in your heart God is with you what good is it if I'm the only one anointed God wants the entire body to be anointed God wants the entire vine to be anointed God wants every leaf to be anointed he wants all fruit connected to the vine to be anointed he wants the people who eat the fruit to be anointed he wants people around you in your proximity to be anointed he wants people in your circle of influence anointed he wants them to taste and see that the Lord is good Jesus did not begin his ministry until he was anointed for the ministry by the spirit of God and don't you try to open nothing up until the anointing comes you're trying to strike currencies you're trying to strike sequences of events but you still haven't done what it takes to prepare yourself for this anointing get the anointing and it will open up get this anointing you'll hear the word Abatha be open his power and his anointing were at work in the spirit realm first that's why the spirit was already anointed and it descended upon Jesus to anoint him for the works of service so walk in the spirit of the word not in the storm of your circumstance I want to say it again you need to walk in the spirit of this preached word and not in the whirlwind, in the storm of your circumstances. There's a lot of stormy people, stormy Daniels kind of people. There's a lot of stormy people like to talk about what they went through, what happened to them, what's going on in their lives. But you got to live in the spirit of the word. Walk in the spirit that you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Stop giving the devil 
TV time. In other words, giving a lot of attention to what happened. That's why you got to face it, look at it. Then you got to get away from it. Glory to God. And all of you getting, get an understanding. After the understanding comes activation. And after activation comes administration. Get the understanding, you will be able to activate, glory to God, a new move of the Spirit. And then, after that happens, you can administrate. We're trying to administrate things that we've never activated, or we're trying to activate things we don't understand. You don't understand anything until you stand underneath it. Successfully. You wouldn't know what 500 pounds feel like on your shoulders to squat it until you came under the weight. There's a lot of people that stand on the outside, on the periphery, thinking they understand the pressure of pushing up the weight. You got to come underneath it to understand it. You can't be on the periphery of ministry and understand it. You can't be doing your thing and think you know spiritual principles. You got to let those things go and come and stand under the weight successfully for a while feel the loneliness feel all of the stuff that you can't stand so God can prepare you for the mantle that he's trying to get you I can't believe how many Christians can't stand to be alone you're not alone I am here with you that's what the Holy Ghost is saying not Michael though we're far apart you're always in my heart you hear Michael say that and you say, ooh, that's my song. Holy Ghost is singing that to you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. It's really you are not alone. The anointing has purpose. The anointing of God has purpose and power. And it is not to be frustrated or neglected. Get the mantle, find it, get it off the floor. That's not for the floor. You got to use the mantle. You, why would you want it and you put it on the shelf? You got to use it. And so the purpose of this anointing and its power is not to be frustrated or even neglected. I've had people come to me all of the time. I want to preach, okay? First storm, where are you at? Well, I'm just, I don't know. I don't know. You can't quit. I've been doing this for 30 years now, 30 years. I want you to think about this, 30 years of standing in this same pulpit, 30 years, actually 21 years of standing in this one. Now I want you to think of 21 years, that means people have been born, they went through all uh, grade school, middle school, high school, and they're graduating from college, and I'm still standing here. Now, if you think that's easy, you try it. But all of the people who came against me, the people who talk about me, the people who know things about me and go out in the community and spread it, the people who have secret meetings, people who are close to me, people who I've helped, people who I love, I've helped them through their issue and try to tear me down. If you don't know what that's like, thank God. Keep on moving. Because God prepared us for this. I want you to think about 21 years. What did you do in the last 21 years? You can't tell me that there's no flaws. You would be raptured and going to heaven if there were no flaws. 
So you need to understand, if you got this kind of anointing standing there, that stick to to do that. You know what I have to find my joy in? That something I'm saying is touching somebody's heart and it's causing them to win. And if you're one of those people that something I'm saying or something I've said is touching your heart and your soul and causing you to win, you need to identify that. And if you're on Facebook Live, you need to say, you know what, Bishop? I'm one of those ones. God brought me through so-and-so and so. You don't have to tell the world your business. Just say so-and-so. You know what it is and God know what it is, but encourage me. We got pastor's appreciation next month. Encourage me. Keep me moving. Keep me flowing. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Without this anointing of God's Holy Spirit in us and upon us, our Christianity will be empty, mechanical, limited, devoid of life and power. Again, without the anointing, we would be limited. We'll be limited to a mechanical operation, devoid of life, devoid of the power of God. Do you want to be limited? Well, extraordinary is the opposite of ordinary. And many of us, you know, are ordinary people. But with this anointing, you become extra. With this anointing, there's a, 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 a sense of unlimitedness because of what God can do. God can do anything, and he'll work in you to do the miraculous. It is his work, but he'll work through you to get it done. Nobody wants a mechanical relationship or a mechanical life. Robots can handle that. We want to have life and life more abundant. We want to reflect. We want to be, reflect the power of God, not devoid of life and power. This anointing reflects God's gifting and his acceptance of our lives. Anytime he anoints you, you're actually reflecting his gifting. And his acceptance of your life. For him to anoint you, that means he chose you. When others forsake us, God always selects us. Unfortunately, it does not reflect God's character. And a lot of people think because they have an anointing, then they're all right. You still have to work on that character part. Because your anointing can take you places that your character can't keep you. Thank you, Jesus. Why should we desire the anointing? We desire the anointing because it is the gift from God. It is a gift from God. And if you know someone has a gift for you, you should desire it. I want my gift. Now, over the years, I've had several people to promise me multi-millions of dollars. Thank God I have since. I don't know what you think. I don't know what, but if somebody walked up to you and said, God told me, we came to my office, and say, God told me personally, how much do you need? I said, how much do I need? How much do you need? I said, well, 25 million. That's too small. 25 million is too small. I said, what about 50 million? That's too small. Whoa. Well, let's go big. What about 400 million? Huh. I'll ask for the gusto. They got quiet. They said, God told me to tithe into you. God has blessed me with a lot, a lot of money. 
And the 400 million isn't bad. It's, it's not beyond my reach. I said, what? God told me that you're the person that he wants to bless. Well, I haven't seen it yet. Now, if I was foolish, I would go out there and start buying based on what I heard. But the Bible teaches us to wait on it. And I thank God for patience. I never even told the church that until right now. So if you ever think why I'm upset, why I'm going crazy, let somebody promise you that kind of money. <laughs> See what you start thinking, like you start dreaming and believing. If you don't have your feet grounded, you may miss God. I never put it to the church, never tried to do anything or go beyond our scope. And I thank God for the wisdom. So you need to understand that it's a gift from God. Believe me, I know what it's like to desire a gift, especially when it's promised. You needed this anointing to accomplish the purpose of God that he requires from heaven. He has a purpose from you, for you from heaven, and he wants you to accomplish that purpose, and that's why he gives you this anointing. Thank you, Lord. Because you're anointed, sin is broken. Because you're anointed, oppression has to flee. Because you're anointed, satanic attack would not accomplish the goal. Because you're anointed, God is going to break every barrier. Every obstruction that tries to hinder you from accomplishing the goal that he has for you. Thank you, Jesus. I close with this, 1 Corinthians 2 and 4 and 5. My speech when I came to you and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I've been true to preach to you what I believe the Spirit is saying to the church, not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith would not stand in man's wisdom, but it would stand in the power of God. Only God can do this. Thank you, Lord. And I thank God that many of us, we've never swallowed the seed, the seductive seed of being someone else's God. I renounce my throne. I renounce any throne, any man-made perceived throne that I'm more than a man. I am anointed, but I am before you because I was chosen by God to be here. And he equipped me to do what I'm doing today. And so I give him all glory and power and authority in my life. I claim no victory, Lord. Only the victory that you give. Keep me humble, Lord. As you magnify your servant in the earth, Father, thank you for broadening the way through the anointing, but I give it back to you in Jesus' name. And that should be the prayer of every person. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your mighty power to save and to deliver from all bondages. 
God, we cancel the consequences of evil activity attached to every person under the sound of my voice. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, break and loose us from every form of demonic bewitchment in our minds. In Jesus' name. This anointing will separate us, Father. It will separate us sometimes even from our mentors. Not destructively, not even longevity. But I thank you, God, for the moment that we can strengthen our spine and begin to stand on our own two feet to accomplish the goals that you've set before us. We come against every evil domination and controlling spirit that has overtaken us in Jesus' name. Any rod, any stiff obstruction of the wicked one mounting up or rising up against us our family line, our children, our circle of influence. We render that rod of wickedness impotent in our lives in the name of Jesus. And Father, I thank you for setting the captives free tonight. Break forth. Break us out so we can come out. Break out. Break us out, God. So we can come out in the name of the Lord. Break it, Lord. Break in. So we can break out. We thank you for that, God. We give you praise for every stage of deliverance. In Jesus' name. Amen. It has been a real joy to share the word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.